I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go lonely, letting go of strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way that we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher, pastor, writer in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. So I thought Avengers was a long series. Right. We did only four episodes yeah. there, but we have culminated here yeah. with our six plus one. That's a holy number. That's true. Six episodes in one review. Six plus one, yeah. Come on. About uh, a, a s- story that f- made a religion famous. <laughs> so It is appropriate that the six plus one rhythm is applied to the Star Wars. That's great, yeah. Okay, so to get into this last epic episode, uh, two things. One, in the future, we may want to return to a galaxy far, far away. Sure. And do yeah. episodes seven, eight, and nine. Right. But I'm pretty shot yeah, on these. Yeah, man, this has been so much <laughs> material. We might kill people who, uh, who are listeners, regular listeners, who don't get into Star Wars. Well, and... I like we have we've had to watch this material so much because yes. we're we're studying it. Yes. And I don't have money or time <laughs> to go to the theater multiple times to see the last one. <laughs> we got we so. should put that on our Patreon page. Yeah. Sponsor sponsor, sponsor Jeff us going to the theater <laughs> <going> to the <laughs> <laughs> a couple of times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we may return to these. Perhaps if somebody is really into Star Wars and wants to sponsor episodes 7, 8, and 9 on the Patreon, then we can return. But as it stands, we're going to push pause. Yep. Wait, for sure, wait until the movie's out on on consumable format. True. Yeah. In good news, we already have sponsorship for the Harry Potters, which we will be recording in July. Great. So we still need to raise all the full money, but somebody put down the, whatever it was, 15, 20 bucks a month to select Harry Potter. Excellent. Good. And so we, we will- record it and release it in time for Harry's birthday. Do the deep dive. Ooh, when's Harry's birthday? July 31st. How do you know this? <laughs> because I've already done the study material. It's, in, it's in the books? <laughs> it's in the books. Yeah. You're going to learn it soon. So. Starting next week, we're going to do something different. We Most uh, Enneagram podcasts do a deep dive into each of the types. Uh, starting next week, just as a teaser, we're going to go through each of the types and dedicate a full episode to each type, and we'll do that for the next nine weeks. And so that's going to be a first for us. Most podcasts already do that. We have a different kind of angle on this, which I'm really excited to record, uh, which we're going to be doing here soon. Yeah. But... Before we get in Mm -hmm. to that, we got to finish up the Star Wars. That's true. So I got nine quick questions for you uh, to just culminate. This is the best of all the things. So I want to talk about what the best of each of the things is. So, for example, what is the best planet in the Star Wars galaxy? Cantabay. 
I like. Wait, <laughs> no, sorry. Hang on. We'd... Oh, I was thinking about something different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best planet. I'll go with Dagobah. Here, Dagobah. Yeah. Oh, I like, I like Dagobah, Dagobah a lot. My favorite planet was the salt red planet. Okay. But just for visuals alone. Yeah. Uh, best spaceship. Best spaceship? And the Millennium Falcon. It's got to be the Falcon. Yeah. Perhaps it's what's the best spaceship after the Falcon. Maybe that's just too iconic. Do you have a second mm. favorite? How about that? I really, really like the uh, the Star Destroyers. They're just super cool. Ooh. Like, like. Did you see the Lego thing? No, tell me. There's like a, an $800, like three feet long, 8,000 piece yeah. Star Destroyer. That is cool. That they just came out with. Please, if somebody wants nuts. to sponsor us on Patreon again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is Darth Vader's uh, TIE Fighter okay. from the first one. Yeah. That's got the That's, curved wings. Yeah. Just, that just always had different. just a little extra menace mm-hmm. going on there. Not sure why, but yeah. there it is. Uh, best lightsaber. Uh, purple is my favorite color, so uh-huh. I've always loved Mace Windows. Do you know that Samuel L. Jackson said he wouldn't do yeah. the movies unless yeah. they gave him? Because he wanted to stand out. Because <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson gets what Samuel L. Jackson wants. That is correct. Huge fan of uh, the uh, Darth Maul double blade. Sure. It's just sassy. Yeah. Uh, got a favorite species that's not like the humans? Uh, I really like the whatever Admiral Akbar is. Yeah, yeah, that th- those fish people. I don't remember the name super of those. Interesting looking. Yeah, yeah. I would never have said this until I saw the Mandalorian, but I'm real into Jawas now. Okay, there's, sure. there's some yeah. Jawas in the Mandalorian that are <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, best acting of the whole. Ian McDiarmid. Oh, there you go. Just. Hands down, no question, that guy wins. Yeah. All over the board. I think Mark Hamill in Empire Strikes Back is tragically underrated. Sure. I never hear them him elevated, but he just seems to be just bringing such depth, not only to mm-hmm. that character, but that character ends up being such a tentpole for everything else. Yeah. Uh, most rewatchable movie? Return of the Jedi. I... Of all things, it's not my favorite, but I think that's right. Okay. I love the intro. Yeah. It's and I love the Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just a huge mistake. Um the space battle, the the beginning, they're just lovely. Uh lastly, best action scene. Oh, that one's tricky. Mm-hmm. Cause despite the fact that I hate Rogue One. Ooh, when come on. Vader comes out, oh, and of course, is doing the stuff. Uh, that that is a is a really well put together scene. I'm folding my answer. My answer was actually going to be the space battle at the end of Return of the Jedi, which I think is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you were exactly right. Yeah, you need some horror in the Star Wars universe, it's, and it's <laughs> that is a spectacularly scary scene. Yes, and and it really does like that. If we could take that one scene out of Rogue One <laughs> and put you it can. at the beginning, yes, I feel like that would really like do the thing that Rogue One is trying to do, which is set us up for how absolutely terrifying Darth Vader is. The, the one thing, because it's a PG-13 rated movie, there's a guy that Vader lifts up to the ceiling, mm-hmm. 
keeps walking and just backhands with his lightsaber, right. cuts him in half yep. while he's on the ceiling, yep. <laughs> which it's one of those you don't. I didn't notice it the first couple times I watched it, and mm-hmm. I was like, Hol- uh, I've never seen that before. The, the, the this is one of the things that is so lacking from the original movies mm-hmm. is that the complexity of that scene because the setting up Darth Vader as this indomitable foe, mm-hmm. he can do so much and he's just walking down the hallway and he kills like 30 guys. One of the primary reasons why you need to watch Rogue One first. Yeah. It's, it's it looks he's way more scary when you begin watching New Hope having watched him cut a, a couple people in half. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, well jumping into the last <laughs> of the types. <laughs> Brings us to C-3PO. You had C-3PO as a two. Yep. I had C-3PO as a six. Yep. Because that boy is terrified of everything. Sure. I originally had him as a six as well, and then I changed my mind. So tell me why. Because he is... uh, Yes, he's terrified of everything. But... His whole MO is to be of assistance. Which is ones, twos, and sixes. Right. In some ways. Right. So this would be one of the things that reactive types have gone is that they long to help. Mm-hmm. But tell me why it's a two-ish helpish thing. A big part of it is that he is so consistently looking for attention. Okay, yeah. It's I'm I'm here to help you. Let me tell you my resume. Yeah. And um, all of his fear is is not about the danger of the situation. It's about like it, it's it's the danger that I am in. Why is that different for a six? Well, like the the six fear is like in that sort of outward expressive way. It has a lot to do with protecting the group. Yeah. Okay. C three PO seems to be much more focused on like the way that his fear is expressed seems much more about the danger that he is in than about the danger that the group is in. Okay. Or the, the, yeah. the danger. Uh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's an individual versus a collective and right. sixes would be more collective. Right. In their fear. Whereas twos are more individual. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The if we go down the attention side of things, mm-hmm. two, two, threes, and fours want attention. Five, mm-hmm. sixes, and sevens want security right. as the counter. And if I was going to say which does he want more, it seems that security is coming forth. One oh, of things, I would say attention. You really mm-hmm. okay? Well, maybe we can we can talk about that. The it's because it, I feel like at part at times he is something the movie makers are using to escalate tension. Like that's his function sure. over and again. It's it's just also always we're doomed. There'll be no escape for the princess this time. It's quite possible this asteroid is not entirely stable. <laughs> it's right. like let me tell you about the things right. that might go wrong. But it's also possible that he's doing that in an attempt to be helpful. There are times that he is doing that when it's just him and R2. Does he want to help R2? Yeah. He doesn't need to be needed by R2. They have a super weird relationship. 
there's a lot of comfort and uh, history there. So my biggest argument against him as a two would be he doesn't have a positive outlook. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. <laughs> yeah. Is a very he could be negative, super stressed out. <laughs> Just he could be. Yeah. We go for more controlling there, but if in times of trouble, not reframing. Is right. there, do twos yeah. reframe? No, it's I'm not spinning it positive. This could be better. We're going. There's it, it's um, their positive outlook is um, it's ignoring the problem because we can just do something to fix it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. He doesn't ignore the problem. Problem is all he sees. Right. The routine elevation of here are the odds of failure mm-hmm. seems to me to be a I'm taking the the dangers in through my head kind of way of interpreting the world around me. And that's his that's what his radar is entirely attuned to here's the dangers out there in a cognitive way, as opposed to the dangers in a heartfelt way. Again, the, the, this is one of the problems with droids, because like their their role is information. Mm. Um, yeah, I I keep coming back to the amount of attention that he seems to want. Yeah, the and like like sixes do not want attention in the same way they want to. They okay. So on this front, he seeks attention from those who are going to provide him security. It seems to me. There is a there's a strong attachment. This would be for affect. He's going to attach to people who give him security. But even that, even even then, sixes are not looking for people to notice them. Okay, like they they want people to provide them security. Mm-hmm. They want to know that they're being provided for. Yeah, but they don't want to be noticed. Oh, I like that as a. Is a wrinkle there, or 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 focused on in any way? Han Solo, it is I, C three PO. You probably don't recognize me because of the red arm. <laughs> That's true. And like yeah, like that, some... like very forward attention seeking. Yeah. That's the most obvious example. But... Yeah, as him as a heart type as opposed to a head type. Yeah. On the the thing that gets me is his coping style. He as opposed to being a positive outlook, he seems to entirely emotionally reactive. Sure. It's all, I mean, his banter with, with R2 is mm-hmm. always, if there's a problem, it's just energy that is emotional. Yeah. Help, I think I'm melting. This is all your fault. Which I completely agree with and okay. has caused me to change my mind about him being a two. <laughs> two? In the midst of this conversation. <laughs> and now he's a four. You're going to have... Which combines the best of both of what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. There you go. We're gonna... He needs the attention. Yeah. He has a very negative outlook. Okay, yeah. He's frustrated by and, how things are going then? Yeah. In terms of his negativity? Yeah. Why I is everything everything's me, going wrong? Let me sell you on myself. I'm a... What is it? I'm human cyborg relations. I know... Mm. How many languages I'm does familiar this and uh, so what's like six million... Yeah, forms. That's right. Yeah. Six million forms of communication. Yeah, because I'm unique and special. Okay. Mm-hmm. Emotional reactive. Uh huh. He seems more withdrawn than like we could make the. I, I think we could make an argument for withdrawn or reactive. <gasps> so here's one of the places. Stance. If you go to four, you have to give up the "I'm here to help you" reactive side. It's his programming. <laughs> <laughs> That's another name for type, isn't it? 
And that's his job. Like that's that's he is I could see fours being abusive in the way that he is. Mm-hmm. I could see four sixes can sixes be abusive in the way that he is towards R2? Um yes, but I, it it's much less likely that sixes are gonna be that kind of abusive. They're they're yeah. likely to beat up themselves. Yeah, see there it is. His his abuse goes outwards. Right. His that again the the big one for me would be he attaches to people who give him security, and he's very fearful. In uh, his radar is just out for the things that are going to get him. Or maybe he just has a really negative outlook. Like we're all doomed because that idealism can't be reached. Yeah. Um, here's the six side of him. He has trust issues with authority with Han Solo in part. But there's a there's a line in Empire where R2 is getting information and he says R2 says, This is what the city central computer told me. How would you know the hyperdrive is deactivated? The city central computer told you. R2 D2, you know better than to trust a strange computer. That strikes me as a very six-ish kind of thing. It's like Are oh, you no 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 a six would say, Are you sure that you can trust them? Yeah. Well, that's what that's what it is. No, he says you know better than to trust that. <laughs> a six is entirely questioning. It's doubt. Okay. It's it's not this it's not person. The this that central computer could have been anywhere. <laughs> it's it's very like like could this be a problem? Like a six wouldn't be that directed. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. The abusive posture, the criticism of others. I always, I, the place my mind went was I thought he was uh, potentially a one. He, the only, well, here's the condemnation he gives to himself is when he thinks uh, Luke has died in the trash compactor. Mm, Yeah. And he says, they're dying, Artie. Curse my metal body. I wasn't fast enough. It's all my fault. There's a self condemning. uh, Passing off responsibility. Can sixes do that? Like it's well, it's your fault. I'm not the one that was at fault here, and therefore I'm still trustworthy, reliable, I'm still part of the tribe. Um it can come in, I think, but I would assume that that is fairly rare. Like it, it's not a common way of them expressing themselves. Yeah. See, I th- I think yeah. that's worthwhile. Okay, well, let's do want to do fours and sixes? Yep. Fours are introverted, sixes are ambiverted, is the word here. <laughs> That's a terrible skip. <laughs> Loner affiliative. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh creator performer. You're gonna lose. <laughs> I can't. By the way, affiliative was was exactly yeah, what it he was. Is. Absolutely <laughs> and it is yeah. the performer side comes out in. Hey, I know six million languages. Again, programming. <laughs> Again, but I can't make an type. argument for creative. So ignores tradition, relates to tradition. Oh, relates. Yeah, politically neutral, politically inclined. He's gonna serve Jabba. There's a. There's a. At least I don't know if he's neutral, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I only think he's like because because like Luke comes in and he's like, oh look, Master Luke is here. Yeah, yeah. He's inclined to. He's inclined. To, he's a yeah. he's attaching. Yeah. Personal truth, common values, common values, reclusive bonding. 
Dang it, I'm losing. <laughs> we can losing. <laughs> Stupid book. Seek here's the best. Seeks ideal love or seeks security. Uh, yeah. <laughs> C3PO is a He six. needs too much attention. <laughs> we might do the the I'm gonna look at and afterwards at the two, but got some six. Yeah. So we got C3PO as a six. Loyal security seeker. Yeah, I guess. Moves us to the threes. Uh, and yeah, we'll see about that. After all this time, the 12 hours of recording, <laughs> it comes to us talking about everyone's favorite character. Everyone's favorite character. Which is Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar. Oh, hooray. I only got one argument for Jar Jar. I wrote down no quotes. Great. Just strikes me. Which is probably <laughs> better for everyone. <laughs> it would be real bad for... So we bring in the quotes in post-production, as it yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I bring the quotes and say the quotes. Yeah. And it would just be uh, hilarious. Terribly, it would be hilarious. It would probably sound racist. That is true. Um, <laughs> my only thing for Jar Jar is that Jar Jar strikes me as a aggressive attention seeker. And that's all I got. Sure. No, no, Mrs. Stay. Missy called Jar Jar Binks. Missy, your humble servant. That won't be necessary. Oh, but it is. It is demanded by the gods, it is. But you had Jar Jar as a two. Yeah. And my argument stems, not stems, my, it circles around him always trying to be helpful. Yeah. And being a reactive person. I can see on the coping style, him going more positive. Sure. Well, no, he freaks out, doesn't he? Like when the fish comes. Man, I saw another good Darth Jar Jar thing on the fish. Sure, yeah. Let me pitch this for you real quick All because right. it is Go canon with Darth Jar Jar. and it's real fun. Is it canon? It is canon. Is it canon? The fir- well, the first movie is canon, right? So, so all the hints are there. So, so, so the the hints and yeah. the implication is yes, there. It is, but the actual execution isn't. There was a decision. So you made. might call it a red herring. The actor confirmed that this was the plan, and the backlash was enough to say, nope, we're not going down that road. Apparently. Which means that that's the, the plan is not what actually happened. It's true. Therefore, Here, it's not game. Here's an interesting thing, though. <laughs> when, the, when the big fish comes to, to eat the ship, yeah. Jar Jar pretends to freak out. Yeah. And then the bigger fish comes in. Sure. And if you look at that bigger fish's eyes... Yeah. They are Jar Jar eyes. Oh, They're identical. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Bigger fish comes in, eats the other fish, and then Jar Jar wakes up, and apparently he took over the bigger fish or something. That is a very interesting little nugget yeah. there. Uh, again, the idea being that Jar Jar was supposed to be like Yoda, that mm-hmm. he's acting the buffoon, but in reality is a Sith Lord, sure. where Yoda is a Jedi Master. Right. Um, and... and- and and the theory goes that this is actually who the Phantom Menace is. Yeah. It's not the character that we see looking like a phantom being a menace because if you're just going to point at him, he's not really a phantom. Yep. The The reality is the Phantom Menace was hidden the entire time. Yep. So there's all sorts Except of people hiding in that movie didn't execute it didn't execute it would have been would have been good <sighs> would have been awesome so, anyway google darth jar jar there are great videos out there they're a lot of fun sure. but deceiving side on that side but uh <laughs> yeah if the, if they had gone the direction of him being darth jar jar that would have been a thing. i i would take three no problem <laughs> 
I got nothing else on on this character. Aside yeah, I pretty from, much uh, got nothing else either. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He actually one thing that he seems to always be surprised by being recognized, by being okay. noticed for his achievements or his his helpfulness. Like it, it seems like it's when he gains that recognition, it's a surprise to him, uh-huh. which seems much more two-ish. Okay, yeah. Because in that idea of him trying, just wanting to be helpful for its own sake, when people notice him, he's like, oh, no, I just, I, that's that's not what I want. I didn't want the recognition. Because you actually have an argument. Yeah. And I have no arguments. Yeah. I think that I'm going to defer here. Okay, great. Give, give you some jar jar as a two. All right. I'll take so your pity. All, all you twos out there, I'm sure, are thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> so, there has been smack talk galore oh about our last character. Because th- you're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. There is... Uh, you had mentioned this being your favorite music. Was yep. the Palpatine yep. music in uh, Return of the Jedi. I just love the Imperial March and, and that, that <gasps> darker... Ugh. Is it the Imperial March or is it the, the when the male chorus comes in that's like the... Here, play the cue. <laughs> well, the the Imperial March is, is actually it's my which favorite. One? Yeah, but I'm a fan of Ooh. all of the darker music. All right, give me uh, give me the skinny. Why okay. is Palpatine a three? Number or one, a two. Sorry, no, he's a, he's he's a three. Sorry, you think he's a two? I think he's a two. But you're wrong. So he is, <laughs> uh, like the the deception. Yep. And the vanity. Yep. And the um. Vanity. Talk about vanity. Uh, so he is always working to elevate himself. Would that be pride or vanity? Both. Okay. So pride could work, but pride pride is tricky because the pride of a two is not what we think of with pride. We've talked about this before. Go there. Yep. So the pride of a two is wanting to be special, yep. wanting to be important but they they work to earn their importance why does palpatine want to be emperor that's that's really the question i think it's because he wants the glory i don't see him demanding attention from anybody aside from when he stands up in the senate when he first becomes his full emperor self he so he is continually this is this is part of where so uh, in in my take, Palpatine is actually a really great example of the full complexity of what, like, the unhealthy, most extreme type of three expression is. Okay. Um, so that the, the sort of interweaving of the deception and the vanity is, is that he, he is continually raising himself up while trying to convince other people that he doesn't want that power. So he, yeah, he, okay. he manipulates himself into the position of being chancellor. This again, 
just just to pause this is this not behavior as opposed to motivation in term like i'm this was i was trying to put my thumb on this like sure. what is it about becoming the emperor that this character actually wants and i don't and i don't see the glory seeking i suppose there is is a fair amount of assumption about that because he wants to to rule the galaxy mm-hmm. but why I don't have a great response to that there is, that I can point to from his. I'll give you my answer as character. we kind of play this out. Let's do okay. let's do our typing side of things in terms of triads. Yep. You and I are on the same front in terms of this character's intelligence center being the heart. Yes. Twos and threes are routinely thinking about relationships, mm-hmm. taking the world through their hearts. Yep. Um, looking for attention. And looking for attention. Yep. Very aware of his relationships, specifically with Vader. Yeah, and specifically with his enemies. Yeah, he understands he understands better than any of the Jedi what the relationships are, mm-hmm. and how to. We you've said this a handful of times the deceptive side, but there is also the manipulation side right. that's there, and these are very those are heart centered. What would you call those vices? Yeah, um, he has his crew. Those purple dudes that are hanging out in Return of the Jedi, whose names I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about? They're just kind of like the dudes from the old folks' home that <laughs> have their like purple get Oh yeah, yeah. Who just never speak. Right. But he's apparently got some he's got some pals. His his just hanging out. His advisors. Corner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what those dudes are called, but Yeah, I don't either. Um I can feel your anger. It gives you focus, makes you stronger. He's aware of the feelings of other people, mm-hmm. which is two and three. And that strikes me as at least yeah, very uh, much the heart for those who may want to argue for him as a five or an eight. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, no. If he was an eight, he would not ever even remotely talk about feelings. Right. Yeah. So this would be just like getting centered here. Mm-hmm. This, uh, you and I agree that he's a heart type. Yep. The place that we're going to differ then is on these other on stance. And on coping style yep. and on affect. Yep. So in terms of his stance, is he an earner or is he a demander? He seems to me to to demand the attention that he's seeking. Uh, in in his in this aggressive sort of way, he is moving the pieces around him to require the attention of essentially the entire galaxy. Yep. I got a quote for you. Who's okay. arguing? Who's arguing for the three? Because we're looking for the truth. We're not just looking to win. Although I'm going <laughs> to come out on top on this one. Um, speaking to Luke at the end of Empire, he said, or at the end of Return of the Jedi, he says, "Everything that has transpired has done so according to my design." Mm-hmm. That is a future focus. Yep. And that is a I'm doing it. Yeah. Kind of posture. Yeah. That struck me as the most three-ish kind of quote from this character. Right. And and looking at, um, this is all from the prequels, looking at the way that he m- moves things behind the scene, like he has to have a very clear plan of how to manipulate all of the pieces because he's currently waging a war from two separate fronts. Mm-hmm. And he has to manipulate those sides actually from from several fronts because he's he's pitting several different groups of people against each other mm-hmm. and he has to have a very strategic plan 
looking to how people are going to behave. Like, like when you play chess, you have to have an eye of what's coming three, four, five steps ahead. Now, this is perfect because that's where the chess side of this character is why he, I move towards the two. It's his relationship with Vader strikes me as much less bulldozer I'm getting my way and much more chess player. I routinely think their their energy strikes me as two reactive types trying to read each other over and over and over again. And being a reactive type myself, I know how this feels when there's another reactive type and we sit down and we don't have anything to say, but we're all reading of the other person. And that just strikes me as the energy going on here. It's just he says one of the first things he says in Return of the Jedi to Vader is and now I sense you wish to continue your search for young Skywalker because he wants to get information so that he can react it's not commanding hey we're going to do something it's I want to know where you're at so that I can then move my pieces where they need to go in response to your desires that strikes me as a reactive posture sure but my better argument <laughs> comes from the great Riso and Hudson. And they say this about twos. Uh, there is a violent spin on unhealthy twos. You try to elicit pity as a substitute for love and keep others dependent. Feel they are entitled to whatever they want because they have suffered so much and they may act out of their need for affection recklessly and inappropriately. I draw your attention to his speech before the Senate in which he says, The attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. It doesn't sound like a very three-ish thing. But I assure you, my resolve has never been stronger. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic Empire for a safe and secure society. I have suffered so much for you that I get what I want. That would be my argument for the sure. Reactive yeah, turning side. Go well, ahead. let me tell you how you're wrong. Tell me. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> now that he has committed an act that so thoroughly deformed him. He needs to spin that positively. <laughs> sure he does. Because he can't hide it. Now, someone looking for pity uh-huh. would say, would 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 not be spinning like the approach from someone looking for pity in that scenario is going to be much more look at how how damaged I am. Please pity me. Where he comes out, he comes out like that very speech. He comes out swinging. He says, "I am deformed." Pause. But my resolve has not changed, and he comes out with strength and power. Like the end of that speech is, "We will rule the galaxy." I have done these things for you, and therefore. I get this is the mindset. Oh, I disagree entirely. I think he is explaining away his appearance and then coming out strong. All right. Find folks at any app. Have a great 
uh, illustration of nine types of villains. Yeah. Their number two villain. And we've talked about this villain in the past, mm-hmm. which is the the mafia boss uh, as the two who sure. yeah. I have given you these things and now I get what I want. They say they call the number two villain the overlord for mm-hmm. your own good. Sure. The uh, erection of a empire mm-hmm. strikes me as that sort of thing. I should have written down their three, but their three was the glorious one, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, the one who wants their name on all the buildings and, and statues and all the rest. Sure. But that's not him. He's not, there's no statues of Palpatine. Not yet. He's been in charge for like 20 <laughs> years. Well, tw- it was, I got to think about whoever old Luke is. Right. Maybe they just don't do statues. I'm going to, I'm sure there's Star Wars nerds out there. I don't know that I've ever seen a Palpatine statue. I haven't either. There you go. Yeah. Case in point. But really, the I haven't seen very many statues at all. <laughs> it's just not a Star Wars thing. I mean, there, there's some. We get Maz some. Maz Kanata has Maz one. Maz Kanata has one. <laughs> we didn't talk. Well, we'll talk. We may talk about her in the upcoming right. episode seven through nine. Right. Enneagram Throwdown Podcast four. We got to put a big bow on this. It's true. Yeah, bring, uh, but we got to wait for the big bow to be put on yeah, the whole we story. We have, <laughs> we have yet to see episode nine. Yeah. Which, like, we may come out of episode nine with a completely different picture of Palpatine. <sighs> this is true. Because his Do story's we, not over yet. Well, maybe we'll readdress Palpatine then. Yep. If, if uh, Palpatine gets put in, the, in limbo with Han Solo and R2-D2. Yeah, could be. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to completing your training in time you will call me master i'm going to help you routinely comes out of this man's mouth let me help you yeah. save padme let me help you yeah. complete your training let me give you some stuff so that then you're mine and then i get to own you and that strikes me as the villainous too that's that's an excellent interpretation it's just wrong <laughs> Threes do that, too. Do they? Yeah, they collect people that are useful to them. They attach people. He strikes me as one. Is he an attacher? So, I mean, we can move there uh, to his affect. Is he attached to those who give him attention? As a Sith Lord, he always has an apprentice. Yeah. And so he always has a number two. Or does he deny his inner needs in order to get the attention that he desires? I don't I don't know that we can answer that given the evidence. It's a, the relational side to of his um yeah, that's a heart triad thing, never mind. And 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 we just we never see him alone. We don't know what he's like when he's by himself. Right. That was actually I was I was tempted to push him further into the four category on that side. I'd be curious if he's actually more withdrawn. I still think he's aggressive. Seems to think he's unique. I think that he thinks he's unique. And I don't know if that comes out of the places when he comes into power mm-hmm. and is fully secure. Yeah. His uniqueness comes out. That might be another argument for the two. Sure. Is in stress, he gets real controlling. In security, you know, in security, when he kills Mace Windu, mm-hmm. when all of a sudden he won the game and he knows he's won the game, yeah. he starts screaming. <laughs> now i just hate that line he has uh arrived 
and he's he's got what he has wanted. Sure. And his individuality comes out there. Yeah. Um, we had talked about manipulation and deception. Because mm-hmm. I associate twos primarily with that manipulative quality, and obviously threes can have that as well. Mm-hmm. But I, and I associate deception with the three. And it strikes right. me, I, this character for us, I'm sure you would agree, is on the line here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm starting to process the possibility of four. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're, they're, okay, so this is what we're talking about, like in terms of, there's some, there, there may be some foreignness here. The withdrawn side is the big thing. He's, he, like you said, he's always by himself with the exception of his social side coming out, but that's the deceptive side. Right, he's, right. He's never himself in public. Right. As it were. But that that might just be, we have no idea what he's like when he's alone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that there's anything there for us to stand on. Manipulative lines color the language of this character. Don't continue to be a pawn of the Jedi Council. Ever since I've known you, you've been searching for a life greater than that of an ordinary Jedi. A life of significance, of conscience. By the way, that doesn't describe Anakin at all. Right. That describes a manipulator just trying to move somebody to feel like they're valued. You don't need guidance, Anakin. In time, you will learn to trust your feelings. Then you will be invincible. I have said it many times. You are the most gifted Jedi I have ever met. All manipulation. How he plays with uh, Luke. It's the same thing. You want this, don't you? The hate is swelling in you now. Take your Jedi weapon. Use it. I am unarmed. Strike me down with it. Do you you associate manipulation as more of a two virtue over or vice over three? Or they both? It's just different. Different types use manipulation in different ways. Yeah, I would say that that they both use manipulation, but um, twos do it for affection, and threes do it for again glory, praise. Yeah. Any envy there? I don't see any envy in this character necessarily. Yeah, we don't ever see that. So, I mean, that might be an, a yeah. clean argument. I wonder what he was like when he was young. Could have been hundreds of years ago. We have no idea. He was getting trained by Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> They're both on Naboo. Was he getting trained by Jar Jar? Or was Jar Jar? It could be. Who knows? Who knows? He had to. Uh, they abandoned that storyline, so it's yeah. not canon. <laughs> <laughs> the pride element comes in here for me in terms of he's the manipulation and pride. Mm-hmm. Granted, you're, you're correct that the pride has a different face in twos, but pride is all over this character in terms of what the screenwriters are seeking to tell you about this character. Mm-hmm. A primary is when he says to Luke, um, or Luke says to him, Your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. But the overconfidence, the pride, I know mm-hmm. my plan is going to succeed. Sure comes out there um the big pride language for me is when mace window comes to him and says you're under arrest and the senate's going to decide your fate and of course he says i am the senate i am the senate (laughs) um he is super confident around anakin 
I have done what's required to put this this kid under my thumb. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out as as a Sith, it strikes me that just that is that that just bubbling over confidence that I've done what's required to be in a strong position. I don't know if that sings of pride necessarily, but there's a ton of self-confidence in what he has done to achieve the platform that he has. And now he's floating things. Here's the reactive side of me. He's floating things to see, I'm going to float this thing and see what Anakin does. I'm going to float this thing and see what Anakin does. Or he's continually twisting Anakin to get him to do what he wants. And that the argument works both ways here. Yeah. This continues to be different ways of interpreting manipulation yeah. Yeah. on this front. Yeah. Um, best argument for threes for me mm-hmm. is both Windu and Luke say the same thing at the end when they're about to kill or when they're f- confronting the Emperor mm-hmm. and it's, you failed, your highness. Windu's got his purple lightsaber pointed mm-hmm. at his face. You failed. Yeah. And that's the thing that causes yeah. Palpatine to snap. Right. And he goes, no, yeah. no, blah. And, yeah. you know, he starts uh, doing the electricity out yeah. of his fingers. Same thing with Luke. Luke hits this spot where he throws his lightsaber down. And he says, you failed, your highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And that's the thing that causes the snap. Right. He's, he's, he's done playing this game now. Threes. Routine. Yeah, they, they cannot accept the appearance of failure. And if that's the thing that makes him snap, then mm-hmm. that would be, I think that's the best argument right. for the three right. side of things. Uh, he is, one of the big things that, like a, a difference with twos and threes, there is the the desire for attention that, that twos typically are seeking is much more about being taken care of so like they they want to be important and and so they they seek to help other people and take care of other people in in ways that that reflect how they will be taken care of that's that's fairly typical about okay the way that the twos are seeking attention yeah they don't want a spotlight they want to know that they are important whereas threes want the spotlight his his ability to him as an an orator his desire for recognition like moving himself into that kind of position of power Mm -hmm. is so much about the recognition that the threes are looking for where where twos i i think twos more want to just be taken care of well, that's interesting because I was when you were saying that I was like, "Oh, okay, that sounds more twoish to me." I thought you were making my point for me. <laughs> no, no, because because I don't. I mean, it that would seems be like though, he's. I I don't see him as as looking to be taken care of. I see him as looking to be praised, to be the person at the top. Could be some of the list. So we'll pull out the book here, but some of the yeah. the list parses this conversation real well sure. so um to jump into this i think we this this may we could banter about these for a little bit sure of time too does palpatine give attention like twos do or does palpatine grab attention like threes both strikes me that palpatine elevates others 
So, for example, our introduction in the movies to Palpatine and Darth Maul is him introducing Darth Maul. And obviously he's kind of a plot device at that point where he's right. like, let me introduce this character. for." But it's still, I'm going to send my apprentice Darth Maul and they're going to execute the thing. Mm-hmm. The elevation of others. He celebrates the name of Lord Vader. You rise and you are this person. He's giving attention to Anakin over and over again in his manipulative ways. Maybe our our ignorance of Sith lore. Well, I'm an expert. <laughs> well, I'm just the, by the way, like, TJ, like, have you ever considered the dark side? I have. Um, <laughs> I I'm wondering if the elevation of Vader has to do with needing that apprentice. Like if if there's always two Sith, mm-hmm. then he has to have a second. True. The I think when we see that in other characters, it might express itself differently. I mean, of all things, you don't see that relationship very often. In when Maul takes an apprentice, he takes his brother, whose name is Savage. It expresses itself differently because Maul's eightness comes out, and it's a very dominating relationship. True. Um, that I am much more powerful than you. You know it, and you will defer to me. Okay. Sure. But that's not how the emperor works. Right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, seeks intimacy. Afraid of intimacy. I don't see him. I see all of his intimacy, quote unquote, moments as deception. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, is because he's think- not sharing his true self like okay. ever. And that comes from fear. Again, not knowing what he's like by himself. You're just saying there's no evidence for your position here. Uh, there's no evidence for <laughs> yours either. <laughs> well, I think he seeks intimacy. I don't think he does. I think that that he Rise, is my friend. I think he's presenting imis- intimacy. Yeah, but it's a facade. Okay, because he's not yeah. offering himself. Because uh, true, but I th- well that see I think that goes into my narrative that he's a reactive type and that he is seeking to read others, seeks intimacy in order to read others and then manipulate the situation. Which is also a three thing because they present the face that others need to have. Yeah, but the... Others need to see. The posture is one of seeking intimacy there. It's like, I'm going to connect with you so that I can manipulate the situation. Specifically to the six who needs to attach. A, a leader they can trust. Yeah. But it, but he's not. It, it strikes me he's not afraid of that intimacy. But he could be. Yeah, but I don't think he is. The, that's just it. I, I think he's fully willing to give intimacy. I, he's not offering any of his true self, though. Like that's that's part of this intimacy. Like threes present the face that yeah. they think others need to see so that they can be praised. Okay. Which means that they're not sharing their true self. They're sharing what they think the other person needs. Sure. But in the same way, the two is reading the energy of those around them and connecting with them in those places. But offering true intimacy in the process. So twos are going to share themselves because they think that 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 is... Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what's going on, though. I think think he's presenting himself. I mean, oh, I, think, I don't. I, do you not think that the Emperor and Vader actually have a relationship? I think if they do, we don't see it. Ooh, so I wouldn't go there. I think that they, I think that there is something. It's both, uh, it's the way the Sith are. 
I mean, both they are connected to each other in an intimate way, and yet I don't trust you just because, you know, they're space Nazis. And <laughs> and if there's always two, then yeah, when one of them is done with the other, then they yeah, get rid of them. But I can I, see twos doing that. I can see threes doing that. Uh, true enough. But <laughs> <laughs> the seeking of intimacy is, I think, there. I disagree. We'll, we'll let the listener decide. Okay. Helps others, impresses others. He sure looks good in his outfit, but... There's a lot of help language going on in this character. There's a lot of, I have the power to do the thing that you want. <laughs> are you are you saying that feels like that may go both ways? However, I have the power to help you save Padme, who dies. Is about impressing? Yeah. He's tricking him to get him onto his side. And then Padme still dies. <laughs> Well, and the emperor gets what he wants. Well, that's because he's a villain. Yeah. It's the overlord for your own good side coming out. On the face of it, he says, I'm here to help you quite a bit. But he doesn't actually help him ever. No. But he is seeking. Oh, I see. So he's saying it yet, not actually helping others. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I suppose, yeah, again, I want to say that's his villainous turn. But selfless, selfish. <laughs> I will defer on that one. <laughs> uh, I will give the point to the yeah. threes on the selfish side. Gets aggressive, becomes detached. I feel like we need to to define that. Well, I think the, the coping answer. style here. Did we even talk about coping? We style? didn't get to coping, coping style. style. Does he shut down his emotions and solve problems logically, or? Does he spend things positively when there are problems? This actually is a big part of this character that when things are, are tense, mm -hmm. his reaction is often the sinister laugh. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. Um, but that's part of his villainy. <laughs> it's not a... Uh, I'm trying to think of a, what, an example of a three that would shut down emotion, solve the problem logically. Does he do that at all? Does he do that? I think he spends a significant amount of his time and energy ignoring his own emotions in order to achieve his goals. And that's good, but that's going to be both twos and threes, yeah. Right. the The positive outlook for twos in conflict is um, so two sevens and nines always all do that positive outlook thing. Twos, it's we're going to ignore the problem. And and just do things. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is where codependency comes in. Is like like imagine a a two mother who ignores her child's drug problem. Mm -hmm. I don't see any of that kind of behavior in Palpatine. He's not ignoring problems that are underneath him. He's strategically addressing everything that's happening around him. Oh, that's a, yeah. I like that. Is it the case that you can strategically address things yet not see all the potential problems that might be there? It's not like he's denying that Vader might be a problem. I mean, is it positive outlook that would keep him from understanding that Vader wants to kill him? It could be. I don't have a good answer for there. Mm. 
the rest of this list is going to not go my way. <laughs> <laughs> See, about people are about goals. Goals. See, sentimental or ambitious? Ambitious. Is he kind or does he want to be successful? He wants to be successful. Is he romantic or pragmatic? There's several of these things that, like, on the surface, taking some of his behavior, mm-hmm. we could point to the the two answers for that list. Yeah. But looking at the whole picture, all of that's a front. It's like there is a sort of romanticism about him. Yeah. But um, it's totally a front because once his yeah. true colors come out, yeah. he's in the all-black robe. Yeah, that's not motive. That's right. be- that's behavior that he's putting forth right. to get what he wants. Yep. Boo. <laughs> so there I I think there's this is actually a great thing to point to how similar twos and threes can look, especially once we go farther down on health. Because there is a reasonable argument to be made that like like the two in stress going to eight mm-hmm. moves into a place of, of needing to take control. Mm-hmm. The problem is Palpatine doesn't really seem stressed out in general, mm-hmm. and his whole thing is about power and control. He's not an eight, um, but like that—that that moving him place himself into a position of power. Um, there's, there's, there is something to point to there about how he could be a two. Yeah, and we may come out of the ninth movie and find out that all of it comes from. A much more two-ish place, mm. but I don't. I don't. With what we know about him in the in the prequels and the original series, I don't. I can't get there. That was the only other big thing for me. I think the book pushes us towards thinking of him as a three. Mm-hmm. Thinking on the arrows, the arrows strike me as just lining up real cleanly with two-ish behavior, reflecting an eight in stress and reflecting a four in security. As opposed to, I mean, I don't see him in stress taking on the negative side of a nine. He bails. Like, that's that's part of that's it. because like Vader he, throws him down a shaft. I mean, it's, no, he bails. <laughs> he bails Dooku. He bails Maul. Okay. Like, he... he Cuts uh, off those relationships. He abandons the things that aren't working anymore. So, talk about that with nines. So, it's, it's, um, it's part of the that whole attachment pragmatism thing threes attached to the things that work Mm -hmm. to to help them achieve their goals but also when threes get stressed out when threes go to stress they move to a nine which is abandonment it's it's i'm i'm gonna take my ball and go home my my experience with threes on and stress on this is just make everything all right so that we can go back to those places where i get the attention i desire like if there's fighting going on then i can't appear successful you know what i mean and and it's so threes having that demanding aggressive posture and and constantly in motion when they go to nine they stop okay you can do it in a healthy way which looks like trying to maintain some semblance of peace Uh Um, you can get good healthy expressions of dealing with stress when you go to nine from three yeah or you could take your ball and go home like it okay. it, it yep. is an abandonment of and it's it's a a retreating posture mm-hmm. 
They could play up his threeness a lot more. Yeah, I agree. If only they were writing for the Enneagram, <laughs> jerks. Think well, about we, us next time, huh? We, we have, for the fine folks at Lucasfilm who are listening to this, TJ and I are, are fairly inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll we're do, cheap. We'll do the work for, for I mean, uh, what? We're not Way asking. Way less than you're paying a bunch of the people that you're Not seven paying. figures. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're yeah. probably. You We'd know, take six we're reasonably. We're to the left yeah. of that. So, you know, when when you want to just get Heck, we'd split clean. six. I, we would split <laughs> six figures. That'd be fine. You could pay our organization six figures. And we'll help you with this. They were super compelled by our deconstruction of Vader, though. Let's hope. They stuck in oh, man. the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boss. All right. You want to go down this list? Let's do it. This is the, the big list. Definitive. The big list. Enneagram decisive list. These are our top 25 characters, excluding episodes seven and nine. Starting with the sixes, we have one Anakin Skywalker, AKA Darth Vader, C3PO, yeah, and Chariot Imway. Yep. Within the sevens, we got Luke Skywalker and his mother, Padme Amidala. With the eights, we got Ahsoka Tano, Mace Windu, L337, Jen Erso, and Maul. That's a lot of eights. For the nines, we have the whole gamut here with Yoda on one side and Jabba the Hutt on the other. Uh, <laughs> There's yeah, a spectrum. With the ones, we got Leia Organa, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Captain Rex. All heroic figures. We yeah, got no villainous ones. Twos. We have Chewbacca and Jar Jar. <laughs> Threes, we got Lando Calrissian and his room full of capes and a bunch of space Nazis. Yeah. Got some Orson Krennic, Grand Moff Tarkin, Palpatine, rounding out the threes. Mm-hmm. We only have one four, which is K2SO. Which is totally fitting. And only one five, which is Boba Fett. All of the other fives are busy. And then we got two characters in limbo. How how should we? We could do like a vote or something. If, if <laughs> we could figure you know out that, uh, how to how to type R two D two and Han Solo I, online somewhere. I I fully approve of democracy. I'm all in for <laughs> democracy. But sometimes there is a right and a wrong answer, and the will of the people does not change what's right or what's wrong. True enough. <laughs> I had R2-D2 as a four. You had R2 as a seven. Yep. And I had Han Solo as an eight. And you had Han as a four. Yep. So we potentially could have two more fours. That's true. Nobody else is going to join Boba Fett in the five camp, though. That's true. Yeah. You know what? If I'm a five and I get Boba Fett, I'm pretty happy about that. That's acceptable. I'm, I'm taking yeah. that all day long. And now you're reading all about Boba Fett and Mandalore and trying to figure out like what his history is. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, that is the end of our epic deep dive into the Star Wars universe. We're gonna we're gonna come back. Yep. We're gonna tackle episode seven and nine, seven through nine. However, before we conclude this, we do need to add an addendum. There is a footnote yeah. that needs to be stated. We said a little while ago that we took we took Han out of limbo. And put him into four. Now that we've seen and sort of reabsorbed some of the material, 
we we didn't decide in the mistyping, and now that Rise of Skywalker is out, we moved him to four. And also, we have to move Palpatine to two. The arguments I was wrong have fallen, like, and it's it's really it's that one line. Tell me where he says where he tells her that he wants her to kill him, so that all of the Sith will go into her, and she will sit on the throne. Ooh. That one seems like ah, I was wrong. Were you sitting there watching and yep, and it hit you like the second he said it. <laughs> I was like, he's a two. That's it. <laughs> he his his pride is in his value is in elevating other people. There it is. Come on. <sighs> so well, disappointing. This is a good thing. We don't want people in limbo. We want That's we true. want to put them in, yeah. in the right in the right home. Yeah. <laughs> well, good job. That was good times. Um, as on our way out, hey, it would mean the world to us if you would pause, take two seconds, and write us a brief review and give us some stars. You can always find us at Instagram at Around the Circle Podcast. We are also on the Twitter someplace. Uh, the best thing you can do to keep these shows going is to share it with people that you love. We obviously now we have like 20 episodes, and there's a handful that um, maybe Star Wars isn't your thing or their thing, but uh, we have some deep dives into our shadow side, into what it looks like for us to be healthy, into our relationships. These are worth going back to and, and finding yourself in them. Um, if you dig our pop culture deep dives like this, you can go to our Patreon page. If you just Google Patreon and look up around the circle, um, we are selecting now some of the deep dives that we do in the future. So we have um, Harry Potter lined up for this summer, but we are deciding what we want to do this winter. Um, do you have any that are just kind of on your mind? Like I things mean, that you people might want ask to talk me about? to do lots of different things. <laughs> tell, tell me, it's, it's you. We'll tell you right now. It's tricky to make these kinds of lists because yeah. sometimes the characters aren't written well enough. Sure. A lot of generic sitcoms, the characters are not complex enough for us to type. We're not going to do community. Oh, no, I already have the defensive <laughs> list for community. If you want to talk about that. Um, we might do The Office someday. The Office. There yeah. you go. Um, but it's, that's off in case the characters aren't written well enough for that. These are ones I will have to binge some shows. Cause yeah, sure. Though I love uh, comedies on television, I never watch them. Right. Um, but yeah, we've, we've talked about doing Game of Thrones, which I would have to watch. We've talked about doing Lord of the Rings, which we both read yep. and consumed the movies. I would love to do Lord of the Rings. Somebody out there sponsored Lord of the Rings. There we go. Uh, Star Trek could be one. Um, so anyway, there's some options. Sure. Um, and we're not limited to nerd culture either. Like, like we, could do, we could do lots of different things. These are just the things that we are already passionate about. So. Presidents? We could do presidents. We could do uh, sports superstars. Oh, that would go <laughs> bad. We would have to get a third person. <laughs> uh, our 2020 is filling up with events. We lead one day and two day events for up to 250 people and leadership teams for up to 20. Uh, we do an annual conference in Greeley, Colorado, the first week of February, which has been fantastic the last two years. Yeah, we've been This will be our third you might actually know what we're doing this time. <laughs> That's right. Um, if you are interested in that, uh, contact us or look on our website to see more details. But it is the first week in February. Uh, you got anything else? Nope. 
He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. And I'm Jeff Cook. Who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and you'll set the world on fire. Thank you.